Hello, this is V once again, and um, yeah, I was really excited, literally laying here and wanted to record again since I have more and more listeners um, every day. Now, one of the things I wanted to comment on before I go into the next piece was that this came about very organically last year last year being as in 2020 and I wanted to make a note and I was just thinking here earlier today as I was writing in my fourth book and making updates was what makes this so unique like why would someone actually want to listen to what it was that I had to say and besides me and my color or just the story in itself it's a, a unique perspective and I mean, it literally was during COVID that I was recording out in a parking lot, out in someone's yard, outside, literally in um, the afternoons or wee hours of the morning. Now, basically, the by choice, I mean, other people have families, um, other people feel comfortable doing certain things, but... I felt that this was very important to just make this one of my goals for last year because I had always wanted to do it anyway. And basically having this opportunity or this whatever that was happening in the world, it was affecting everyone at the same time. And so it couldn't just be something inclusive for myself as far as personal development goes. It was everybody having this jump or just having this extra time to do the things that they needed and for me I go through these points of introspection throughout the year of recalibrating asking myself where I am and then where I want to be now there's other people's version of who they think of me and then there's my version and I always snap back into my version which is why I enjoy this so much and enjoy sharing it it's something I know that will be very very important now and in the future which would be the creative mind or the imagination if you want to be just very blatant and yeah it's something that I get excited about I get goosebumps about just talking about it other people have podcasts that talk about things or you may or may not have writers that talk about their writing process or master classes but those are prim those are pristine and clean those are very uh, what would you call great great esteemed writers and other content creators who have done so for years half in a day and for me it was just something that came about organically and I kind of fell into it and started liking it a lot just because I had the opportunity to share a piece of one of the mysteries that were going on in my mind. Now, never will I explain everything. That's just impossible from the lines and even certain points that people may or may not quote me on, but if they ask me and they're not sitting with me or even you know something personal um, they're not at liberty to get the content 
questions that they may or may not have been asking for, which is why I'm doing this now, just to get it out of the way. <laughs> so yeah, that's just a little blurb on the history of this podcast. It started in 2020, and literally I was living outside, and uh, by choice, for my art and for me not to rely on anyone else, I pretty much was done with that in my life of sitting on someone's couch and pretending like I wanted to get a job that I didn't want. And come hella high water, I wanted to create something that made significance in my life. I wasn't shooting for fame. I was shooting for something that I could actually be proud of at the end of the day. And so I did. Before I even got to where I was, I had already written my first book. And so I got to this other place and where Venice is and I wanted to write but not take everything from life and then just change the names. I wanted to actually use my brain and my imagination and craft these stories and, and remold all of the dialogue that I had witnessed. And so I did. Now, I didn't even have a pad. I didn't even have a laptop. I almost don't even know if I had a phone back then, but I have one now. And it was not so much as a challenge to do so, but it was more, it proved how much I wanted to accomplish something and I wanted to be of note. And the reason why I'm mentioning this now is that when you put your foot forward into something that is your own goal, there's no one else checking up on you. There's no one else patting you on the back. There's no one else other than watching, which inevitably that's life, where people will always be watching, but you're the person to put the, the energy and motion forward. And when it comes to something that I think is important, I have to bog down, sit down, and focus. And, and I, I do this effortlessly when it comes to something I'm excited about. And I love that. And I'm enjoying even sharing this with you or even speaking these words to you because I know that it will help someone in whatever journey that they have, regardless of their circumstances. And it sounds like I practiced that, but no, no. It's strictly off of intuition at top of the dome when it comes to creating something and remodeling it and just going forward. And, and keeping this momentum and keep moving forward with it. And that's where I'm at right now. And, and I'm very proud of just myself for accomplishing these things and bringing something that I want to not be proud of and ego, but to add to whatever it is in consciousness that we have. Because everyone has this idea of what an artist is or what a writer is or what poetry is or even what I don't know an imagination should look like and I'm coming from the verse of abstract and a very close friend to me actually asked me this question and I'll end with this where she's literally looking at my work and, and looking at my paintings and she's like well what's the point of it why are you doing this it just looks like a kid did it there's no purpose. I see lines, but lines are supposed to do stuff. They're supposed to mean something. Yours are just 
God, it just looks like you just threw paint around. And and I love that. I love everything about that comment. Being on the streets has uh, toughened my skin and it has changed me in the best way possible so that I wasn't a cold person from where I'm from and actually having this sense of empathy and listening. And so with these comments, I've had them out even uh, countless times. I can't even go into how many times I've heard someone say this. Literally what my friend has told me about my work. And when it comes to this, I always, always, always have this this answer where I'm, I'm like, exactly, exactly, yes, yes, exactly. I was shooting just for that. The kid did it exactly. And when you think about it and repeat it in your mind, you'll understand why it is that I have this right brain, left brain mentality when it comes to creating. And in no way is this supposed to be like your way of creating. That's the complete opposite. You as a person and as an individual have to find your own way of creating and how it works for you and your own rhythm. The way that it works for one person is not necessarily the way that it works for the next by default. So for me, to create something is a sense of therapy when it comes to colors or even my, my choice. And it's not just playing it safe, it's how I know that I vibe and how I fit in in this grand scheme of the universe or even how everyone just fits or in together. And for me, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just going to do this today. And that's how I feel. And my friend commented on it before and said that, well, just doing stuff for money is, that takes away from it or, or the form and, and I don't want to do that. I just want to create. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Exactly. That's the whole purpose of this abstract style in a general sense of creating something effortlessly or to just put something down because you feel like it. That point of creating no one's telling you to do it but yourself your intuition this this feeling in your gut or this idea in your mind where you have something that you wanted to create or something that was an analogy to something else is is important so when you hear me on my podcast explain to you what it was that i meant by writing these words please do not take it too super super heart and head that these interpretations are, are subject to change because I have already written it down and the way that I felt about it back then is different and so I'm explaining how this was back when I first wrote it on the beach but I'll probably update after these first two books are done and, and I'll record the third book series and I'll go back and make comments on the first book and second book and then actually the third and then lead up to the fourth because there are certain things that are so intricate that I have not explained, uh, certain characters and settings that I have not gone into, certain instances and meanings that still will remain a mystery, but I still want to touch on how they have impacted the story or how it's still impacting it since I'm writing it still. 
and uh, yeah that's just a, a little in between of what I wanted to convey to you and what goes on through my mind and uh, I know you want to enjoy this next series or a next installment which is a king no one knew now to update from the last story and from my listeners who I'm getting more listeners now which I'm thankful for is where this king was in a kingdom that he awoke in and he had this charge of responsibility to all of the kingdom now the kingdom is not one of normalcy or any of the things that one would even uh, think of in 3d terms or even in earthling terms uh, considering that the setting is on in celestial and basically what I wanted to make a note that these characters see this charge or see this circumstance and are not overwhelmed by such things. They are accepting this sensibility or this charge and uh, coming together with ideas and coming together with this fervor or this energy to uh, create something, anything. Is better than just sitting there and waiting or even partying without uh, this notion of continuity or a sense of where they are as a reference. It's kind of a great asset to know where it was as a reference or vector. So if, if something comes up again, you can make it as a reference or an analogy. And the king is, once again, accustomed to being in this giant place even if he doesn't know it and he is still upset about the circumstances and this responsibility that he has for all of his denizens and, and citizens and he was upset but in the last one they basically told him that it's okay that's why I called it King's Pride as to describe what it was that he was a proud of and what they could be proud of is a reflection so what he was proud of, they were proud of. And what they are proud of, he initially understood that it was the reflection that he became uh, great and grateful for based off of what they saw in him. And I, I find this endearing as a story, as an introduction to this setting. And uh, just as a prelude, uh, this one is the next installment called A King No One Knew. And uh, I, once again, it's a play on words, a king uh, no one knew, as in he naming his own self. And I'm sure one person out of this giant congregation knows his name or even alludes to it. But I just wanted to play off of it for a moment at that moment in time that no one knew his name at the moment. And the impact that it had on him as a person and as a psyche. So... I know you want to enjoy this next installment. Hit the subscribe button. Um, content creating wise, I am. This is an endless well of creativity, and I will constantly tap into it more and more. People are um, curious as to what it is that I'm writing, and I think it's an asset. Not think I know it is uh, to have that, even as an African American male in this society. Um, it's paramount for us to keep these things that we are enamored with very very close so thank you so much and uh, thank you for the listeners
a king no one knew. Secretion envelope shot dead with adoration, misunderstood silent abbreviations. Tredged in monotonous addle-brained wanton evasion. Reincarnated vaguely heritage, long the European misvillage as to legend standard. Sacred upon left brow, left to anger, systemic chaos seeped from the nobles down below via peasant toe. Yet still they all rose, careful to vibe the touch. Secrets hid, dozier, dozier. Define the value of life when all breathe air. Despair the death of flowers when fire blows out embers. When to grace for even Fred we all stare. Too prideful to just remain simple. Stimble. Tell a man to remember his history when speaking breaks his consciousness's hair. Define value of soul when title means things in which I vaguely hold tender upon rayons as lake. The misbegotten youth would seek to create something new in the world. Celestial, nothing is safe. Sacred. Them this accursed new rape. I feel upon me death's heart teleported. My Manfred, my suffering. Investigating is not enough. A thousand deaths stellar upon my crown would not equal a quarter of recompense deserved. <laughs> okay, so basically, uh, before I was interrupted and had to talk on phone, this, this, that, and the third, I, I thank you all for listening once again. Um, this I was really excited to describe because it was this description of the king and his response or rebuttal to everyone that was before him. And like I said in the previous one, which was King's Pride, and the one before that was uh, when you know the meaning of your name, he was basically going on in the description and telling them of this charge as a king, um, that he was elated and happy that they gave him these accolades, but to what avail? Um, as to what meaning when he is just waking up and didn't know anything, uh, basically didn't know their faces and felt an ultimate uh, embarrassment because he was in said position and he didn't want it to uh, be that way from any any aspect of his his people and his denizens as they were all kings and queens. And that's why I say at the beginning, a secretion envelope shot dead with adoration, misunderstood silent abbreviations. Now, secretion is a made-up word. Um, obviously, it's not a Socrates or secreting, but I just combined the words together to envelope shot dead with adoration, and that is basically his mind, and misunderstood silent abbreviations. And so that was where the notation of him interrupting everyone and all the the congregation just to make that a point was to say that he was basically had something important to say and it was a very Socrates uh, philosophical aspect of him developing this from his mind and uh, yeah it was basically uh, when I even mentioned the reincarnated vaguely heritage along the European Miss Village as to legend standard basically as to uh, talk about the village was not something anything that we had seen before and long the European Miss Village as to legend standard basically as to talk about uh, what this village entailed and long the European Miss Village as to standards sacred upon left brow left to anger systemic chaos seeped from the nobles down via peasant toe was to say that this was not a usual village where they looked down on one another or it was this sense of camaraderie 
and there was no one that initially registered in anybody's eyes as a so yes initially if you were sitting in his place you would understand this value or this weight that was on his shoulder and uh he was basically talking about divine the value of life when all breathe air as to who is greater or less than for any of these conversations he wanted to and with this description he was basically saying for everyone to have this on their shoulders and to place it upon him he wanted to make sure that everything was set and make sure everything was okay as far as how he had to even factor this around in his mind it was a, a interesting thing where I even crafted him to say this as a rebuttal because initially I had not done this before I just wanted it to be a king no one knew but he feels that and that's the reason why I chose the title of this that they did not know who he was he could have been anybody but they told him that he awoke in this place of decadence he awoke in a palace and so with that came the charge of the responsibility of taking care of them all and he was just basically like well the responsibility I have to even sit down for a few deca cycles and figure out what that even entails before I even sign up for this but I will sign up for it is what this basically is all saying and I love that it's quite honest it's quite a humanistic or uh, humble way of approaching something uh, and it's even to say too prideful to just remain simple symbol tell a man to remember his history when speaking breaks his consciousness's hair and he's saying that how could he remain or even step higher on a plateau or a pedestal when other people don't even know their name other people don't even know where they're from or where they hail from or anything about themselves like it is an affront to him to even say something like that so yeah this is where uh, the book goes into the third book and I'm really excited how this one turns out I'm, I'm getting so many ideas like I mentioned before to twist this story so many different ways and I already have I was writing yesterday over uh, probably a dozen right now as far as where this can go so thank you all to the listeners I appreciate you so so much and uh, hit the subscribe button you'll not be disappointed thank you for the support thank you for supporting the arts thank you thank you for listening tell someone about it my name is Vernon you can call me V and this is hearing colors to kill sounds the second book the seeds of a time before time